Hey guys, welcome to the latest episode of the 4040 Vision podcast, the ultimate sports history pod where hindsight is 4040. Before we get started, let's pay some bills and hear from our presenting sponsors. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the 4040 Vision podcast. I'm your host, Colette Abdallah, and I'm joined today by a special guest, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Kuz. What's up, baby? How you doing? What's going on, man? It's good to be on the pod. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's going to be a great football season. Yeah, man. So me and Kuz used to be on the uh, Standing on the Sideline pod together now, working on some other things. And Kuz is here to talk about the best and worst case scenarios for each AFC team coming up on the NFL season. Hopefully by the time you're listening to this, uh, you know, we're kicking off the Thursday night game between the uh, Chiefs and Lions. But Hopefully you listen to it, you know, a little bit after that too. So the format is simple. We're going to go through each division in the AFC, each team. We're going to talk about some of the best and worst case scenarios for each team. And Kuz is going to tell me which one he thinks is more likely. You know, we'll try to keep it realistic. We're not going to be talking about, well, you know, what if Josh Allen, I don't know, uh, gets hit by a bus or something. And that's the worst case scenario for the Bills. Uh, and, you know, we'll, like I said, we'll try to keep it realistic. So, We'll start with the AFC East. I can see, uh, you can, or maybe you can see Kuz wearing his uh, Wayne Krebet New York Jets jersey. So we're going to start in his division. And the way we're going to go through the order is by uh, projected win total. So their win over under. So I know, again, he is a Jets fan, but we'll start with the Buffalo Bills who are projected to win anywhere between 10 to 12 games. I think their over under is 10 and a half. I know these are fluid. But the best case scenario for the Bills is a Super Bowl. They have the offensive talent, they have the defensive talent on paper, and they win the Super Bowl. The worst case scenario is that their defense takes a step back after losing Leslie Frazier, after losing a couple of key pieces there. They don't have the talent on offense to hold up, and it ends up being the Chiefs or the Bengals in the Super Bowl for the AFC. So, Kuz, which of those two scenarios do you think is more likely? Uh, well, they're definitely not winning the AFC East. I can tell you that much. That's coming home to the Jets. That's 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 what's going on. Um, but I think uh, I think the Bills probably finish around like eleven and six, maybe maybe twelve and five on a good day. They would have to beat the Jets one of those times, I guess. Um, but I think the worst case scenario is that Stephon Diggs situation and maybe Josh Allen actually regressing uh, as a quarterback. Because, hey, man, I've been banging the drum for years. Everybody called me crazy. But the Bills are frauds. And honestly, if Josh Allen didn't run as well, he didn't have Stephon Diggs, he'd be a bust right now. And people would be talking about him like Sam Darnold. So um, I think best case scenario for them is, is uh, like, the AFC East is so good this year. I promise you, the AFC East is putting three teams in the playoffs. That's, like, that's my that's my theory. That's my prediction. Like, it's, uh, it's arguably, the, like, the toughest division in football. Um, but I think the worst case scenario for the Bills would that Josh Allen regresses and he looks like the fraud that I know that he is. Um, and just, you know, just the Bills doing Bills things and blowing it. Yeah, I, I don't think I that's think best case scenario, obviously, like you said, mm -hmm. make the Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl. Yeah. That's obviously the best case scenario. But mm -hmm. Yeah, they've been one of the favorites past few years. I mean, it's it's not that bold of a statement to say that it is the best division in football. I mean, there's a couple contenders for that. Maybe the AFC North maybe NFC, no, not, nothing in the NFC now. So it's between the AFC East and, NF, and AFC North. So yeah, it could be either one. I mean, you go down the yeah, list. AFC North too, yeah, because, yeah. Mm -hmm. Man, especially now that Deshaun Watson's playing a full season. 
yeah. So we'll we'll get to them for sure. The Browns. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, think yeah, it's later on, but yeah, it, it, it's probably. I mean, it, it's more likely. I think that they continue. I think it depends on how you feel about Josh Allen. I think they'll still be a playoff contender. They'll still be a Super Bowl contender. I feel like he's an automatic you know, 10, 11 wins. And then it just depends on that defense. There's some concerns there. So I think the more likely is, is the best case scenario, which is at least an AFC championship Super Bowl appearance. If I had to, you know, pick, I'd, I'd pick one of those two. So next up is your New York jets. So they are, their over under is nine and a half. Uh, best case scenario. Slam the over. <laughs> Slam the over. <laughs> Slam the over. I mean, if you're watching hard knocks, you're, you're drinking the Kool-Aid, uh, which I did. So, uh, their best case scenario is Aaron Rodgers finds the fountain of youth. He connects with Garrett Wilson. They have uh, a stable of running backs. They have a bunch of weapons all over the field. Their offensive line holds up. They win the AFC East. Their defense, which was, I think, a top five unit last year, continues uh, in that direction. They destroy all opposing quarterbacks. Fourth. Ra- fourth, there you go. And rampage their way to the Super Bowl. The worst case scenario is... Aaron Rodgers is 40 years old and he plays like a 40 year old quarterback. Uh, their defense is, you know, just as good as it was last year, which I think is, you know, defense, there's not much variance. If you're good, you're good because they have a bunch of talent there. But the worst case is that their offense just doesn't keep up. Aaron Rodgers gets hurt because their offensive line <clears throat> doesn't hold up and they end up, you know, kind of a, a middling team just like last year. So I don't even think I need to ask, but which one do you think is, is more likely here? Man, so my overall thing with the Jets, it's it's Super Bowl or bust, man. So best case scenario is obviously winning the Super Bowl. Um, but we're we're all in. You know, we signed Dalvin Cook, we, we traded for Aaron Rodgers. Like, we got a fucking squad. Um, I I think everybody sees the return of the New York Sack Exchange, maybe two point Maybe we'll come up with a different name for them. Um, so I, I'm not even going to lie to everybody. When the Jets drafted Will McDonald, I didn't know who the fuck this guy was. I've never heard of him, but I watched tape on him, man. And, like, I've seen, I've seen him in the preseason. He's giving me young Von Miller vibes. And I know that's, like, a big name to throw around there, but, like, you can see it. Like, he's got the speed. He's got the, he's got the moves. And that spin move, man, that spin move, like, gives me flashbacks to Dwight Freeney. But, like, at, like, a, like a very slim size. You know what I mean? That's crazy. And he's and Jermaine Johnson, he's going to be a problem all fucking season. You already know about Sauce, DJ Reed. But absolutely, I think the worst-case scenario is that injuries, man, and our O-line. If injuries happen and O-line starts to go, then A-Rod's probably next to go because he ain't being protected and he's about to get mopped up. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and make a bold prediction. I think Monday Night Football, first game of the season, the Jets punch the NFL in the mouth as well as the Bills, and I think we mop the Bills on Monday Night Football. And uh, fun fact, four of the Jets' first six games this season are against playoff teams from 2022. So, yeah, I wanted so all the smoke, and I'm getting it, and I'm, I'm ready for it. <laughs> so they actually have – I, I mean, the he, best at the best. It's unfortunate that Von Miller is not playing. I know. That's your – that's your always your go-to. You got to beat the best to, to be the best. So they're, in terms of strength of schedule, they're, they're 25th. So, you know, they're – don't have too tough of a schedule. Or, I'm sorry, they have a very tough schedule. Like, uh, so, like you said, the first yeah. four teams are. I'm about to say we know, play everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not even a first yeah. place schedule, but your, your team, all teams. you know, you got a, a couple playoff teams in your division. You got 
you know, a, a couple other big games on the schedule, you know, a few primetime games as well. So they do have one of the toughest schedules. I'm sorry, I misread that list. Um, so it's not going to be easy, but I have faith in Aaron Rodgers. I know even if the line isn't great, I think he's he's so smart that he's going to take advantage of, you know, whatever the defense gives him. And I think that alone is enough to propel this team, right? Like if you're talking about Zach Wilson, Mike White, whatever, like these guys are just not, they're not there yet in terms of their football understanding. We won, we won seven games. Yes. Yeah, we won seven games with four separate mediocre quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Exactly. If we had mm-hmm. even an average quarterback last mm-hmm. season, we sweep the division. Like they're not touching us. Yeah, so that's the thing like, is Aaron Rodgers. Like, I think we split the division. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Aaron Rodgers doesn't need it's, to be it's him. MVP. It's Rogers. a Super Bowl bust, and it's yeah. He could be half the quarterback he was, and it's gonna like it, it will be good enough for us. Mm-hmm. With yeah, defense, especially with that and with like that these defense, weapons, so. like man, sure, and Brees sure. Hall and Dalvin Cook are starting Week One, bro. <laughs> man, lightning and thunder. That's the stable right there. So yeah, I'm leaning that they. Uh, I don't know if I quite see them overtaking the Bills. Oh, but I, I do. I do My think it's almost a lock that they'll make the, the Jets. thirteen and four. Okay, all right. Oh, <laughs> why not? That's I ever win a division. I ever win a division. Okay. All right. That's uh, so the next prediction. team. I mean, yeah, that's why you're here for the bold predictions. Next team is the Miami Dolphins. Mm. Uh, their over under is also nine and a half. Um, the best case scenario is that. This offense picks up where it left off with Tua and Waddle and Hill and you know all these weapons they have. Raheem Mostert like doesn't even almost doesn't even matter who's playing running back for them uh, with uh, Mike McDaniel drawing things up. The worst case scenario is it's it's all on Tua, right? I mean, if, if Tua doesn't hold up, you know we saw what happened to him last year. Their defense was pretty good last year, not not the best. They were better at home than on the road, um, so. It's, it's kind of a mixed bag, but I think, you know, the, the, the biggest thing, of course, is Tua. And, I mean, they, they did bring in Mike White, so they have a decent backup this year. But what do you think is the more likely scenario here? I don't know about decent, but he's serviceable. It's good enough. I don't know about decent, but he's serviceable. He's all right. he, He's got swagger to him, but he's, he's like he's – everybody hypes him up more than he is. He's an interception machine. Um, I Honestly, dude, if, if – uh, if it wasn't for Tua's injury history and his concussion history, man, like this would be like a like a like a no doubter for me. Like they're definitely making the playoffs, and and like best case scenario, they maybe they play the Jets in the AFC Championship game, like or whatever. But this team hinges on Tua because Mike White's. I, I don't care what nobody said. Mike White will like make shit interesting, but he's not gonna win you games. Or he's proven that he's he's, he's not gonna win you games. He maybe win your game or two, maybe have like a you know, he'll ball out for a game or two, maybe pull a little Nick Foles and then that's it, bro. You know what I mean? They should have kept Teddy Teddy two gloves, in my opinion. Teddy two gloves with these weapons would have been nice. But uh yeah, this is one team that like solely relies on Tua at this point. Cause if Tua is healthy, man, the the sky's the limit for that team and those weapons. Like that's that's mm-hmm. that's what it comes down to. There's really no other like debate. There's really no other conversation to have. It comes down to two and how healthy he can stay. Do you think he stays healthy healthy this year? Man, I hope he does, but I hope he misses some games. But just not the games <laughs> versus us, because I want to okay. play him. 
I don't want to hear Dolphins fans talk about, oh, you beat us because Tua wasn't playing. Like, no, we're going to give you the business this year, fellas. Yeah, and Kuz is in Florida, so I'm sure he gets a lot of uh, stick from from Dolphins fans. Uh, So next up are the New England Patriots. Mm -hmm. So their current over-under is is around seven and a half. Mm, My favorite is (laughs) mine. I know you're gearing up for this one. Uh, The best-case scenario is that last year was an aberration for Mac Jones, and he finally has a competent offensive coordinator. Uh, he doesn't have the best weapons, but, you know, this offense is is good enough with Ramondre Stevenson and some of these other uh, young receivers that they, they've picked up in the last few years. Their defense is always going to be at least good uh, with Bill Belichick running the show, and they got a ton of talent in the defensive backfield. They have a game-breaker, Matthew Judon. So I think the best-case scenario is that they make noise in this division. They, you know, get a wild-card spot, and then, you know, and – you know, who knows what's going to happen in the playoffs. The worst case scenario is Mac Jones is who people thought he was last year. He keeps regressing. He doesn't hold up. And I, I think the defense, again, the worst case is they're going to be at least like a top 10, top 15 unit just because of Bill Belichick and the talent they have there. But again, the worst case is that their offense can't keep up with their defense yet again, and they finish last in the division. Which do you think is more likely? I'm pretty sure I know which way you're leaning here. So here's my thing, right? Um, I f- like Mac Jones is my guy, but I already said as long as he's on the Patriots, I hope he fucking like sucks ass, whatever. So so far it's been going good. Um, but did did the Patriots didn't the Patriots hire Bill O'Brien as offensive coordinator? They did, and he's bugging? a good offensive mind. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. So and I'm pretty sure uh, he was our offensive coordinator when Mac Jones was at college his last year. So there is some familiarity mm-hmm. with each other there. But uh, it's time, ladies and gentlemen. The New the New England Patriots are about to be bottom dwellers, and this is the moment we've all been waiting for. Uh, I think the best case scenario is that, like, I think the only case scenario is that they're going to suck ass and maybe ruin somebody's day uh, late in, late in the season and fuck up their playoff chances. But I think that's, that's their ceiling. Um, I do think Mac Jones will look a lot better this year. Um, but I still think they're going to be bottom dwellers because they got rid of Jacoby Myers. They signed Juju Smith-Schuster, who's, I don't know, I don't know who tweeted it. I was tired of it this morning, but somebody said his knee is like, it could explode at any moment. And on top of it, even without the knee. Yeah. is, Is he legit? I don't fucking know. Yeah. Yeah, he's, so, he's a but legit even at NFL that point, guy. even before the injury Yeah, even even before the like uh like the injury like comment, it's like you essentially gave the same money that Jacoby that Jacoby Myers like signed for. So it's like why wouldn't you just give him to the homegrown guy? You know what I mean? I think it's starting to look like Bill Belichick is a fraud and uh he was only as good as Brady made him. Um so, you know. I mean, it's time. This is, like I said, this is the moment we've all been waiting for. The Patriots are going to be bottom dwellers of the league. And it's it's just their time, man. This is It's their time. It's their time to suffer. And I'm, we're all yeah. going to love it. My my face is melting from the hot take of Bill Belichick being a fraud. Uh, he's definitely not. But I, I can I, I can. He ain't see. done shit since Brady left. <laughs> He's been like 500. Except except beat up on a yeah. Jets, but it, that doesn't I mean, it's, he's been like 500 with some, you know, pretty bad quarterbacks. So I give him credit for that. Uh, before we move on to the AFC North, give me your uh, your order for the AFC East. 
All right, well, you already know I, I said the Jets are going to win the AFC East. Uh, I'm going to put the Bills in second just because, I, I, man, as much as, like, I hate two on the Dolphins and I still want to see him healthy and, like, play competent football, I, I just can't trust Mr. Healthy at this point. So I'll put them in third place. And then, you know, bottom dwellers, fourth place, Patriots. Yeah, it works for me. Um, so now we'll move on to the AFC North. I think this is, aside from the AFC East, like we said, probably uh, you know, a contender for the best division in the NFL. I think it's going to be one of the hardest divisions to predict because everyone looks good on paper. Um, so we'll start with uh, the uh, leaders in terms of uh, over-under, and that's the Cincinnati Bengals. They're currently projected to win about 11 and a half games, uh, or that's their over-under. Best case scenario, their offense picks up where they left off with Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, just a ton of talent all over the field. Uh, their defense was excellent last year. They continue to be excellent. I know they lost some key pieces, uh, but that's the best case scenario. The worst case scenario is Joe Burrow's injury is more serious than they're letting on. That calf strain he suffered during training camp. Um, and their defense regresses a little bit after losing Jesse Bates and some other key pieces. Which do you think is more likely here? Man, so the Bengals are a team. I mean, they're already a team to watch, but they're like really a team to watch now because um, did they not go out and get Orlando Brown? He signed with them. He actually they did, took yeah. less Left money tackle. to sign with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he, he they they took he took less money to sign with them over like signing with the Jets. Granted, it is because Aaron Rodgers wasn't a Jet yet, and he probably would have signed here. But like, I get it. You know what I'm saying? You, you can't go for the possibility. You got to go for the sure thing. And it's Joey B, man. It's like you know what I'm saying. Who doesn't who doesn't want to play with that guy? He just leaves it all out there every Sunday, and like now you're getting him protection. Got the Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T Higgins. Tyler Boyd, and T, Tyler Boyd probably could be a wide receiver too on any other team. T. Higgins could be another number one on any other team. Like they got a good squad. I, I like. I think the worst case scenario is like you said, their defense regresses after you uh, losing Jesse Bates. But I think they're still going to be a problem no matter what, and I think they'll still make a, like a, a decent playoff run. They could. They could go all the way. Joey, like Joey B is that guy, bro. He's such a fucking dog. Yeah, I mean, my concern is is just that injury. It, it seems more serious. Um, as of this recording, I don't think they have committed to him starting week one. Uh, so I think they might start off a little bit slow. If that was, if it was up to me, I would sit him for a couple weeks, let him get you know rested up. Unless, of course, the injury is not that serious. But I do think on paper, you know, they have an incredible team, incredible talent. So I think it, it is probably the most likely scenario that that they win this division. Uh, next are the Baltimore Ravens. So actually all three of these teams, according to the list that I found, all have the same over-under. So uh, the Ravens, uh, the over-under is eight and a half wins. The best case scenario is this offense, you know, becomes great with uh, a new uh, offense coordinator, a new stable of receivers. Um, they're okay at, at running back. You know, we'll see if J.K. Dobbins can stay healthy. And of course, Lamar Jackson is the engine that makes everything go. And he's the quarterback that a lot of his fans think he is. Their defense right now is suspect, but so the best case scenario is their offense is good enough to make up for that. Worst case is all these receivers get hurt, <laughs> you know, Odell Beckham, et cetera, uh, Nelson Aguilar. All these guys are kind of injury prone, especially Odell past couple of years. And their defense is just not good enough to stop any of these other teams. And they end up in the bottom of the division. So which, which do you think is more likely? 
Man, so, yeah, uh, I think their offense is, like, very, very, like, talented. They got a very, like, they like this offseason, they infused it with a lot of young talent, and then, like, they added Odell to it. I really like that wide receiver. They they drafted Zay Flowers. I think he's going to be a stud for them. Um, J.K. Dobbins, if he can stay healthy, he's a, always a problem, but, you know, so is Gus Edwards when they split the backfield. And Lamar Jackson, it's like having three running backs on the field. But also Lamar Jackson doubles as a quarterback, so it's like the field, you know, an extra weapon with both. Um, I think ultimately, worst case scenario for the Ravens is that, similar to what happened last year, and that their O line like gets hurt and and becomes depleted. Um, because man, if you can keep Lamar upright, he's a problem, and he's hard to stop. Um, I think best case scenario is. The line holds up, and Lamar has a magical season, and you know it's a man. I, I playoffs are so far away, but like just imagine mm-hmm. like the potential teams and like the talent that could be in there. It's gonna, these these playoffs are going to be crazy. Especially yeah, in the they, AFC, I don't know about that. I can't vouch for mm-hmm. the NFC, but especially in the AFC, like it's going to be tough. Like like it's, it's going to be a dogfight to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, the AFC no is is an plays, absolute bloodbath. You're going to have to go through mm-hmm. the fucking muck. You're gonna have to go through a fucking muck to get to the Super Bowl in the AFC. Yeah, I think if if you're picking like your top ten quarterbacks, I think one is from the NFC. You know, and Jalen Hurts. So, like most of the talent is is on the AFC side. So, I, I think I don't I don't think their defense is good enough this year. They're okay. Like they don't really have any blue chippers aside from Roquan Smith. Everyone else, there's a lot of question marks around them. Their defensive backfield is iffy. I like Rocky Sin. He was on the Raiders last year. He's decent. I don't think he's a uh, above. He's he's slightly yeah, above he's nice. average. He's nice. You know, did is is Marlon Humphrey still hurt? He is. Yeah, is they Marlon did sign Devin Clowney. Yeah, Humphrey's That's... still hurt. They did sign Clowney. Yeah, who's I mean, okay, coverage. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so his best days are behind them. He's he's more yeah. of like a like a mercenary at this point. He gets in there, gets <laughs> does his thing, he's out. Um, but yeah, dude, I man, Marlon Humphrey's a huge loss for that defense. Huge loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they it's arguable they have the best coach in the division. I know Mike Tomlin's great, so but he, one of the best coaches in the NFL. We'll say that they almost won a playoff game with um, what's his name, Tyler Huntley at quarterback. So I never count out the Ravens. Uh, so I, I would throw them in this in the mix in the wild card. Uh, but I, I don't see a clear path to them winning the division unless, of course, Joe, Joe Burrow is, is hurt. So next, the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. So as I said, all of these teams have the same over-under. Uh, again, with the list that I found, I know there's some variants of eight and a half. Best case scenario, Deshaun Watson is the Deshaun Watson of a few years ago, you know, pre-massage uh, scandal, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. They have weapons everywhere at every level they have maybe the best running back in the league they have a a good receiver group and their defense looks great on paper worst case scenario is deshaun watson is who he was last year and worst case is that they're the browns and they always fall short of expectations which of these two do you think is more likely man i'm i like it's like kind of tough to speak of Deshaun Watson last season, you know what I'm saying? Because he did some proud shit. But, like, 
I think last year was a fluke. I think he was just rusty. He was well, he just suspended like twelve games or something like that. Maybe it was sixteen. I don't know. He was suspended was for quite some time, eight. and he didn't go to camp. Yeah, and he didn't go to camp. And before that, he was holding out with the Texans. So I, I, I chalked that up to that. But I think with a full season, a full camp, man, like you said, this team's got talent. They, they like they can create problems. They got Amari Cooper. They traded for Elijah Moore. They got Nick Chubb. I, I think Kareem Hunt is a free agent now. Um, they still got Miles Garrett. Like they, they got a squad, man. And this is like that's another division. It's gonna be a dog fight well, outside of Pittsburgh, but they they'll probably play like. And we'll get to that next. Uh, yeah, they have beans right now. But yeah, I I, I think <laughs> I think best case scenario for them is that it it was they they get the Deshaun Watson before you know pre injury and pre you know touching himself whatever you get it. Um, worst case scenario yes. is. They're the Browns. It just happens. That's just what they are. They're just who they are. But on paper, they're excited. They're an exciting team. It's, they you look forward to watching. I, mean, I think aside from Deshaun Watson and the offense and all that, I think they just have a ton of talent on uh, on defense that we didn't even talk about. I mean, they're stacked at every level. So. I mean, we talked about it a few times. This this division, this conference is going to be a bloodbath, and it's going to be probably the hardest one to predict. You know, at least with AFC East, you can kind of pencil in the Patriots at <laughs> fourth, but I think the North yeah. is, is all mixed up. You know, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm leaning towards. They're also pushing for a wild card spot. I think I put them in like that nine to eleven win range. I know that's a big range, but. I, I think they're going to miss out on the playoffs just because of all the other teams that are out there. I don't know if I trust their coach, um, especially in this division. They probably have the worst coach of the four. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a little iffy on that. But next up are the Steelers. Uh, so their over-unders also, like I said, eight and a half. Best case scenario is Kenny Pickett takes a leap. They take advantage of the weapons they have. They always draft good receivers. George Pickens becomes you know one of the best receivers in the league. Najee Harris comes up big. Pat Firemuth, one of the best tight ends in the league, and their defense is is almost always good. They also have playmakers all over that defense. TJ Watt continues to be, you know, a destructive force. The worst case scenario is, you know, Kenny Pickett does not take that leap, and he's still okay, still kind of mediocre, uh, and they continue to be uh, a mediocre type team. I, I think the Steelers, the last time they finished last in the division was in 1988. It's just something they don't do. So if they do finish last in this division, it'll be quite the uh, achievement for them. So I don't think you're too high on the Steelers, but what do you think is, is the more likely scenario? All right, but before I get into what I'm about to say, before I forget to ask, if the Steelers finish in fourth place for the first time since 1988, is that what gets Mike Tomlin canned? Nah, they just that that's not what they do. They just don't fire coaches. It's. Yeah. I mean, listen. Mike I think everything. A good coach. I, I just want to. I I just want to see him somewhere else. I hope he gets fired, or I hope he quits. He resigns and goes somewhere else. That's really my intention. I just don't like seeing him on the Steelers because he's such a great coach, and they don't deserve him. Um. <laughs> Man, honestly, I think him any, leaving any is the more likely scenario. Yes, exactly. That's and I think that's the worst case scenario for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be the bottom dwellers of the AFC North. Um, I think Penny, uh, Kenny, uh, Penny, I think Kenny Pickett uh, is going to show some progression. Um, he, he's he's got like a different kind of swagger to his game. Um, he gets the job done. He's he's not going to overly wow you with like any like like big time throws or something. Like he just gets the job done. You know what I mean? And he's still learning. He's still developing. Uh, any defense with a Watt brother on it is is going to be legit. They're just that's a different breed in that family. Um, and they're always known for they usually always have like a really good defense, if not great defense. Like on a bad year, their defense is really good. Um, I think it's going to come down to the offense, and I think they're going to feature George Pickens in a very prominent role, and I think he's going to ball out. Um, I, I just don't think that they're that they're good enough yet to compete with the other three teams that we just covered, and but I do think that they're gonna they're gonna ruin some people's day come playoff time. You know, they might you know screw a team out of getting into the playoffs, but I don't think they're making the playoffs. But this sure. this division also, I think it's gonna be a lot tougher. But I think this division is also could potentially could put out three playoff teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's where I'm leaning to. I think it's probably more likely that they send the three teams. I think in the AFC East is going to be Bills, Jets, and then in the North, I think it's going to be Bengals, Ravens, Steelers, um, or I don't know. <laughs> I'm actually I'm I'm waffling as we speak here. I think it's it's probably going to be man, dude, Bengals, I mean, Browns, without Steelers. getting too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because honestly, without getting in too much like like detail, because we're still gonna go through that too. Um, I mean, I don't really see multiple teams that can make it in the AFC South and the AFC West. Maybe the Chargers might might knock one of those teams out mm-hmm. and get in there, but we'll get into that yeah. in the next. Yeah, I mean, you get seven playoff teams, so. I just I think the Steelers. I look at their defense. I think it's going to be another top five caliber unit. They got studs at every level. They might have the best defensive backfield in the NFL. You got you know Patrick Peterson is still balling. Minka. Uh, they got depth. Joey Porter. Oh, Jr. I didn't even good. know they got Patrick you know? Peterson. I yeah, didn't know they got Patrick still... Peterson. I mean, rookie. That was that was his news to me. <laughs> <laughs> he still got it. He's just not. He's not yes, what he was, I, I, but he still got it. He, he can still. Mm-hmm. He can still hold his own. Yeah, I feel like you could just like hit shuffle on this division, and any way it shakes out, it's just Best that's just luck. how it's going to go. I think it it's, it's real hard to pick. It wouldn't be surprising. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Hey, and before uh, so we move who, on, who, it's always fuck the Steelers. Mm-hmm. You feel me? <laughs> yeah. Give me who your give me your what? order. Give me your order for this division. My order, man. So. Honestly, I like I'm just gonna like I'm just gonna go on the assumption that Joey B stays healthy. Uh I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Bengals take that division. I think Baltimore is a close second. I think they actually beat Baltimore for the division later in the season. Um I think Cleveland comes in third. And then uh obviously Fuck the Steelers, they're bottom dwellers too now. Uh, unfortunately for Mike Tomlin, I hope he goes somewhere else so I can enjoy mm-hmm. his coaching. Yeah. All right. Now we get to move on to my division, the AFC West. Um, and the defending Super Bowl champions are in this division. Uh, they have, they're, they're tied for the highest over under in the AFC at 11.5. And, and that, of course, is the Kansas City Chiefs. Best case scenario is Mahomes is Mahomes. 
Kelsey is Kelsey. doesn't matter who else is on that offense. They keep him upright. Uh, they do their thing. Their defense is just good enough to keep, you know, the best quarterback in the game, uh, in the game. And they continue their march towards, you know, yet another division title, yet another AFC championship, yet another Super Bowl. The worst case scenario is it's Mahomes and Kelsey and no one else. And their defense regresses. Chris Jones doesn't show up till, I don't know, week eight or something because uh, he's currently holding out for a new contract. Oh, he's still holding out. Yeah. 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 As, as again, as, as of this recording, Tuesday, September 5th, um, he is not, doesn't look like he's going to play week one. Um, so we'll see how the rest of the season goes, but that that's the worst case scenario is there's a Super Bowl winner hangover and they just, you know, you never count out Mahomes, but you can count out that defense and it'll be just bad enough to, you know, get them eliminated and, you know, the, uh, conference, you know, the, the title game or, you know, the, the divisional round, whatever it might be. Which way are you leaning? Man, dude, so, like, this is what blows my mind, right? So, like, they finally got Patty Mahomes protecting his stuff because they had Orlando Brown last year, and they let him go. They let him walk. Uh, and to me, I, I feel like that was a big mistake, and that was Cincinnati's gold mine uh, to keep Joe Burrow upright. Um, so my, my biggest concern with them is the O-line. I don't know how they're going to look. I, I haven't seen whoever they replaced Orlando Brown with. You know what I mean? Um, that That's that's still a question mark to me. I haven't seen their O-line play. I didn't, I, I haven't, I've only been watching the Jets preseason games. Um, but also that, that the defense is like they bend a lot, but, you know, they don't, they don't necessarily break, but they, they, they do bend a lot. <laughs> they do bend a lot and they do give up points. Um and ultimately, they 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 kind of have to hold their own in the beginning of the game. So Pat isn't playing from behind by thirty points every fucking game like that one run. That's not normal, and that's that's that shouldn't happen. A quarterback shouldn't have to do that. He's just unhuman, like, and he got it done. But you shouldn't have to do that. So they're, I mean, on on their offensive line, they still got Joe Tooney, who's great. They got Creed Humphrey, that young young center, who's really good. They signed Donovan Smith from Tampa Bay to play left tackle. I think he's a downgrade from Orlando Brown, but I wasn't that high on Orlando Brown yeah. personally. I mean, Isn't just he older though, watching right? them. Yeah, I believe so. I, th- I believe he's a you know, older guy, but you know, he's still, I, th- I think he's decent, right? He's not going to be, uh, you know, a huge downgrade on Orlando Brown, who I thought was okay. I think he was a better run blocker than a, than a pass protector. Uh, it's just, you know, basically what you're betting on is continuity. They're the new Patriots with, uh, you know, it could be Brady and a bunch of mannequins. And you're basically like, all right, yeah, we'll pencil them in for 10, 11 wins. Uh, I think this division is is a mixed bag, depending on what you think of the rest of the teams. So I, I still think they win the division. I can see their defense coming up a little bit short if Chris Jones does not, uh, you know, come up. Or, or join the team until late in the season. We've seen how important home field advantage is for this team. Uh, it's one of the rare teams that still has like a true, true home field advantage. So uh, I'm leaning towards their best case scenario. Cause again, you, you can't bet against Mahomes and pick against him. Uh, so we'll move on to the chargers. Uh, the chargers, one of my least favorite teams in the NFL. Uh, their over under is nine and a half. Uh, their best case scenario is Justin Herbert becomes an MVP caliber quarterback that a lot of people think he is. Uh, He takes advantage of all the weapons that he has on offense and their defense finally becomes half decent. Um, They were 
pretty bad on defense last year, despite having some blue chippers. Um, and then the worst case scenario is Justin Herbert continues to be a, a very good quarterback and their offense keeps scoring. Cause I think it's going to be impossible to keep this offense down, but their defense doesn't catch up and they're stuck in a bunch of, you know, 30 to 35, 27, 28 type games. And they just get in all these shootouts and they fall short yet again, because they're the chargers. So which, which way are you leaning? So history tells us that the Chargers defense always sucks ass. Uh, that defense has failed Phillip Rivers. It's failed Justin Herbert and their coaches. Like, even in his rookie season, he had them in a lot of games they should have won, and the defense just fucking like, oh, there you go. Here's a tutty. Here you go. You, oh, you, you guys scored a win here. Walk on by. Come, come, come follow me this way. That's what their defense does. Uh, they fold when it matters the most. Um, I, I still got to see a little bit more from Justin Herbert as well. I, they did they did get him new weapons. I think they drafted Quentin Johnston, right? Big body, big body receiver. Uh, I'm interested. I'm interested to see how uh, how their chemistry is and how he, how they ball. Mike Williams got to stay healthy, and then you you got reliable on Keenan Allen. I, I don't think it's the offense that the Chargers got to worry about. I think uh, that they're their biggest problem is always their defense, and uh, that's worst case scenario is their defense fails them, like history tells us that they do. And I think I agree with you on the best case scenario is that Justin Herbert plays an MVP caliber ball for them and to make the playoffs and make a deep run. But I don't, I see him progressing and showing progressions. I don't see him playing in that caliber yet. Yeah, I mean they they did bring in Kellen Moore, who you know people can talk as much they as what much as they want about the Cowboys and their failings, but they almost always have had a a very good offense. He's made Dak Prescott look pretty good at times, um, at least in terms of numbers. I mean Dak puts up huge numbers regardless of what you think of him as an actual quarterback or not. So you got to give credit to Kellen yeah. Moore for that. I think he's going to unlock Justin Herbert again. That that offense has never been the issue. Uh, maybe the offensive line is a concern just like it always is uh, with this team because they got to protect Herbert and keep him upright. Um, I think their biggest issue didn't they is lose their, uh, mm-hmm. did, didn't they lose like their starting, uh, I think it was left or right tackle last year, like out the gate, like either preseason or right before like Slater, their draft pick. Yeah. That they lost a him a few weeks into the line. season. I want to say, I want to say yeah, like towards yeah, biceps or exactly pack or something. It was early. Yeah. Yeah, and they crazy. they had a bunch that, of injuries. To, to already question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a huge blow to already questionable line. So yeah, continue. I just I just I mm-hmm. forgot. No, no, you're right. They had a they had a bunch of injuries on the offensive line. Of course, that that was the big thing. I think uh, for me, I mean, I was text in the group chat that Brandon Staley is a donkey. <laughs> he just constantly makes bad decisions uh, on fourth every down. Week, he every gambles. Week. Every week, there's one moment where I'm just like, what is this guy doing, man? Like, do you not know the quarterback that you have and, and the, the weapons that you have? And he's like, right. you know, using Austin Eckler, who's, who's you know, a great running back, but he's using him as like a power back and short yardage. Just doing a lot of weird things and like gambling when he doesn't have to, right? Um, so I think he's yeah. the biggest uh, thing holding them back. Um, and I think that's what's going to keep them from like seriously challenging for the division. I do think they're a playoff team considering all the talent that they have, you know, on both sides of the ball. So I'm, I'm, I am leaning, you know, towards the, maybe not best case scenario, but just, you know, pretty close to, to the best case scenario. Uh, so next yeah, yeah. is. I, honestly, 
Yeah, go ahead. Hold on. I, I think I think uh, Staley is one of those guys who's a better as a defensive coordinator than he is mm-hmm. a head coach. But like sometimes, like like you said, I I be watching games like, yo, who the fuck gave this guy a job? Like, well, like a big time like job that makes decisions. Like, because this is not smart. Yeah, there, there's some head scratchers. I think a lot of people have him as He's, one of the early coaches fired and Kellen Moore takes over and all that. So Yeah. We'll, we'll yeah. see how and that goes. For those who don't know, from, from week one to week 17, Khaled, donkey of the week, Staley. <laughs> that was donkey of the week all season long. And honestly, we all backed it up because he did look like a, like a big-ass donkey. Yeah, and they have, they got a tough schedule. They have the they're twenty ninth in the strength of schedule ranking, so that's that's tough. I mean, part of it is a division and playing the Chiefs and all that, but yeah, it's it's not great. Uh, next is the Denver Broncos. Um, so last year they were one of the worst teams in the NFL, thanks to Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson looking washed. They hire Sean Payton, or they trade for Sean Payton, um, and betting on on him, you know, overhauling the organization. I think they have a new ownership group too, so there's a lot of change. In Denver, best case scenario is Russell Wilson is the guy that we saw in Seattle for a long time. You know, Russell hustle and bustle doing his thing. Um, he has, a, I don't want to say he has that many weapons. I think Albert O looks pretty good at tight end. They're, they're running backs, depending on the health of Javante no, they, Williams. they traded him. They traded Albert Didn't O? Didn't they just trade Albert O? I, I, man, I'm pretty sure they might have even traded him to the Eagles. I got to look this up now. No, they traded Noah Fant. Uh, let me see. I'm double checking. Uh, oh yeah, you're right. Oh. No, nah, yeah, they traded him to the Eagles. <laughs> oh, I'm talking. Okay, I'm talking they about all their fast tight ends. Yeah, but so they did I guess trade Greg, Noah Fant last year to the Saints, to, not to the Seahawks. Yeah, Greg they Dulcich. Did, they he, did. He's, hey man, he he he, he looked. He saved my fantasy a few weeks last season. I ain't even gonna lie to you. So I ain't got nothing bad to say about him. All right. Well, so their their best case scenario is their defense continues to be like a top five caliber unit, uh, like it was last year. They have a lot of talent there, uh, and their offense is just good enough uh, with Sean Payton calling the plays and, and designing things. He's one of the better coaches in the NFL. Worst case scenario is Russell Wilson is washed up. They start Jared Stidham, who is is okay. I think he's just good enough. Uh, their offensive weapons don't keep up. Their defense falls apart. Uh, like it did late in the year, and they finished last in the division. Uh, who do you, you know? Which way are you leaning here? Man, so I got some shit to say about the Broncos. Uh, I do think they're in a lot better hands because they got Sean Payton, but I do feel like Nathaniel Hackett was sabotaging Denver. Um, I don't know how legitimate it was. But I read somewhere that they hired Nathaniel Hackett because they thought they were going to get Aaron Rodgers last year or whatever. So I think he was just a sitting duck head coach. Um, I, I, don't, I don't really hold that to him. I, I think Russ is ass. I think Russ has been washed. Um, but, like, specifically Sean Payton, mind your fucking business and stay in your motherfucking lane, bro. You got a you got a whole ass washed ass quarterback to worry about. Don't be worried about my team. We see y'all week five. We're gonna give you the business again, just like last year. But this time we're gonna score points. So, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I referring to Bongos, it depends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can let him know. You let him know. So Kuz is referring to Sean Payton calling 
I think we want to say like Nathaniel Hackett calling it one of the worst head coaching jobs of all time, something like that. Basically taking a lot of unnecessary shots at a guy that, you know, was, was in over his head. He had a quarterback that he, you know, looked washed up and, and yeah, you're right. They did think they were going to get Aaron Rodgers, and they almost kind of settled for second best or what they thought was second best with Russell Wilson. They gave up a ton of picks to get him instead of Rodgers. Um, and we've seen, if you watch hard knocks, how close of a relationship that, Hackett and Rodgers had. So it makes sense that they would want to keep those two together. Uh, but now they're together in, in, uh, in New York. So I'm That's leaning right. towards be a great season. Yeah. I, I don't think Russell Wilson is, is the same guy. I don't think he has that same explosiveness. I don't think they have the weapons. I know Jerry Judy is, he's not on IR or anything, but I don't think he plays for a while. They already lost. Tim nah, man, but he can't stay healthy, dude. And that's my guy. That's my guy. Mm-hmm. He can't stay healthy, bro. Right now. It's just yeah. like the only he one thing issues with is drops. The they said would never make it in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm saying the only like like out of, well out of that trio of Alabama wide receivers, one of them is in jail, one of them is in prison, the other one can't stay healthy, and the, and the only one that's doing anything is the one person. They're like, oh, he's too small to play. He'll never make it in the NFL. He's gonna get fucking smacked. Like, guess what, bro? My dog balling, but it just sucks for the Eagles. Shout out Seabass. Yep, and that's that's Devonte Smith. Yeah, shout out Seabass. Um, yeah, I'm I'm leaning towards, you know, I, I don't think uh, Russell is the same guy. I Jarrett Stidham is okay, but I don't think they have the right weapons around him to make him a, a good, court, you know, a, a productive quarterback. I think he'll put up some numbers and all that, but I do think he takes over yeah. the starting job at some point. But I do I, I do have the Broncos finishing last um, in this division. Yeah, and but speaking of last... Honestly, I- I can't put them last specifically because their defense will carry them to better than last alone, no matter how bad Russ okay. plays. Like, that defense is well, legit because, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Real deal. But I, this next team is going to be very interesting because it's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a little homework talk. I love homework talk. Homework <laughs> talk, yeah. Um, I'm realistic, though. You know me. I keep it real. Uh, so next, yeah, of little, course, little are the... Sometimes. <laughs> are the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, their current over-under is seven and a half games. Most people have them finishing last in this division. I've seen projections as low as three to four wins, which I think is is kind of crazy. Best case scenario is... That's hella disrespectful. That's hella disrespectful. Yeah, like three, three wins. wins hell that's disrespectful. crazy. I think they're. I think that's three wins. That because they probably think Jimmy G gonna get hurt by week two. But exactly. So the best case scenario yeah, is you know Jimmy G stays healthy. He's good enough. He knows this system. He has a ton of weapons around him. He has you know probably maybe the best receiver in the league. I don't know if how you feel about him and Justin Jefferson, but they got Devonte Adams, Hunter Renfro, Jacoby Myers, who's a, a very good slot receiver. They have a young tight end, so there's some question marks there. They have the the returning rushing champion, Josh Jacobs, who got his new contract. Uh, the offensive line looks, you know, pretty good. So they have the offensive weapons. Best case scenario on defense is that this unit takes a step forward. There's a lot of question marks at linebacker, but their defensive backfield should be okay. Um, and they have, you know, one of the best defensive players in the league in Max Crosby. Chandler Jones is maybe washed up i don't know but again best case scenario is that this is maybe like a top 15 defense and it's good enough to keep the offense in games worst case scenario is jimmy g gets hurt like he usually does 
they have to rely on Brian Hoyer or Aiden O'Connell, who looked good in preseason, but he's a young young quarterback. Hey, and Farber. the defense. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they call him Farber from Super Trooper. <laughs> uh, and and the defense is another bottom five unit, like it has been for the past I don't know twenty years. So the way I'm gonna I'm gonna answer. Actually, I'll let you answer first. What which way do you see this going? Man, first of all, if the Raiders had a, end up with a top 15 de- defense after Derek Carr left, that'd be mad disrespectful to Derek Carr. No cap. Um, man, this team is a toss-up for me because, like, they got so many different, like, they got, like, a different flow going on right now. Like, the defense is still kind of nice. Uh, I think uh, I think your, your weakest thing is probably, like, your corners. They're not the, like they're good, but like I feel like that's something that you guys need to be drafting soon. But like that defensive line is nice. Max Crosby's nice. Um, man, I'm it's 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 Jimmy G's got to stay healthy, and I I think it's it's a shot. You guys drafted what I, who I thought was the best tight end in the draft, and Michael Mayer in the second round. Like I think he's going to be a stud. I think I think he'll be better than Darren Waller. He's just not going to be as fast. Darren Waller is a problem. That boy is fast. When he's healthy and he can, and he's on the field, he can catch and he's fast. But I think Michael Mayer is going to be that mm-hmm. safety blanket. Um, boy's got short hands. He's you know just not fast. It's, he's a tight end, bro. He's like a legitimate tight end. He's not no hybrid like mm-hmm. uh, like Darren Waller was. Like he's like a throwback tight end. Yeah. Um, yeah I don't he's, know, man. It's definitely a team I'm interested in watching. It's definitely a team I'm interested in watching. I I, I would I, I don't even feel confident putting either Denver or them in fourth place. I think it's going to be a dogfight between the two teams. And it all depends on if Jimmy G can stay healthy and, like, if, like, Sean Payton can squeeze whatever he can out of Russ because I think mm-hmm. Russ is going to shit the bet again this year. And then Sean Payton's going to be like, yo, you're out of here. I don't care how much money you're making. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think there's a, lo- so, a lot of know. variance with – with both of these teams, I could see either one finishing last. Like if you told me the, the Raiders yeah. win six games, I'll be like, yeah, I see a path to it. You tell me they win 10, 11. Uh-huh. I see a path to it too. They have one of the toughest schedules in the league. I think they have the second hardest schedule. So that it's, it's brutal. That that's the thing. Um, so yeah, it's mm-hmm. a lot of variance. I'm, I'm kind of leaning more towards six, seven wins uh, just because of the schedule. And I don't trust Jimmy G as a quarterback, but Again, if they win 10, I, I wouldn't be too shocked either. Um, so we'll move on to the AFC yeah. South. I think this is another tough division to uh, predict in terms of the winner, oh, do we, depending do we on do how the, you feel. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Quick. Give me your Before order for the AFC West. Yeah, okay. I, I just making sure that we did it or not. I couldn't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so for the AFC West, um, I, I mean, until they until I'm proven otherwise, I, Chiefs are going to win that division. Uh, Chargers in second place, and um, man, it's really a toss up between the Raiders and Denver. But I'm I'm, I'm on Homer talk, so I'm gonna put the Raiders in third, and we'll put the Broncos in, in, in fourth because that's what they get for you know worrying about my team instead of their own business. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm leading that that way too. Uh, the AFC South, yeah, it's it's a tough division to predict just because of you know th- these teams are weird. They're always beating up on each other in weird ways. Um, <laughs> I think the the clear favorite here is the Jacksonville Jaguars um, after their playoff victory last year. Their over-under is nine and a half. Best case scenario is Trevor Lawrence becomes a top, 
I don't know, five quarterback in the NFL. He has Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk and a bunch of weapons. Uh, their defense takes a step forward. Uh, worst case scenario is, you know, there were some smoke and mirrors last year. They were nine and eight. And I think they, the worst case scenario is they stay around that range. And they don't take that step forward because I think they're good enough with enough talent to be above 500, but maybe not a dominant type team. So which way are you leaning for Jacksonville? They made the playoffs at nine and eight last year. Well, they won the division because it was an awful division. <laughs> they hosted a playoff game. Oh, damn. It's one of those. That's true. Um, yeah, man. So I think this is going to be an exciting team to watch, man. Um, got Doug Peterson over there. Uh, every, you know, they started last year. They started to look like they were starting to put it all together. I think ultimately best case scenario for this team is that Trevor Lawrence shows out and he balls out and he turns out to be, to play like the quarterback we all predicted him to be. And like all the big problem that we all predicted him to be as a prospect. And at, while he was at Clemson, um, I, Calvin Ridley's finally playing. He missed all last season. Degenerate stuff. You know what I mean? It happens to the best of us. Um, but I, I, I think people forget just how good Calvin Ridley was. And Calvin Ridley's going to be a problem this year as well. And honestly, I still don't think he deserved the money, but Christian Kirk surprised a lot of people, including me last season with his production. Um, Travis Etienne is going to be back and healthy. Like it's going to be a fun team to watch. And I, I, I think, I think they get 10 or 11 wins and I think they win that. I think I'm going to go ahead and start this part of it. I, I think they win this division because the rest of the teams are yeah. improving and they all got like young quarterbacks. And then you, then you got 10. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm leaning that way as well. Uh, so speaking of Tannehill and the Tennessee Titans, their current over under seven and a half. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with them having the best coach in the division, one of the best coaches uh, in the NFL. Um, so the best case scenario is, you know, their defense is still a really good unit. They still have that uh, powerful rushing attack. They're just good enough on offense to, uh, to stay competitive. And of course, you know, Mike, uh, Mike Vrabel continues to be one of the best coaches in the league and they challenge for this division. Worst case is Ryan Tannehill's washed. Derrick Henry is washed. Uh, they don't have many other weapons outside of that. And they just become, you know, continue to be like a mediocre six, seven, eight win team uh, and just stay in that, in that range. Which way are you leaning? Um, yeah, man. I honestly, feed Derrick Henry to rock. Uh, Mike Vabrell comes from a playing from Belichick and, and the Belichick coaching tree, and like Mike Vabrell himself was a dog on defense. I hated to go up against that guy, you know, in his prime as a Jets fan. I saw a lot of him. It was not fun. Um, and and the defense is something I'll never worry about. Like I feel like that's something he's instilled over at Tennessee. At Tennessee, they're always going to have a good to great defense. Um, ultimately, it's going to be the quarterback play from the Titans for me because and Traylon Burks. They got Traylon Burks. They got they got talent on that team, man. But the quarterback play, I, I, you already know how I feel about Tannehill. I, I think Tannehill, like if you force the game into his hand, he's going to choke. Um, like you take away the run game, and you'll almost certainly beat the Titans because Tannehill is not a good quarterback. He's manageable, but he's not a good quarterback. Um, Malik Willis still unproven, still unknown for the most part. He he's shown flashes, he's shown some like you know bad plays, whatever. 
And then you got uh, what's his face that they just drafted that's afraid of the milk. Will uh, Will Levis? Will Levis? Yeah, Levis. So you know, if I'm a defender, I'm bringing milk out there, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'll throw milk in his face. You know what I'm saying? I'm that guy. I'll, I'll, I'll sneak a little <laughs> on the field and be, oh, here you go, bro. Scare him a little bit. You know what I mean? But I, that's, that's to me, that's the worst case scenario. Best case scenario, the defense puts that team on the back along with King Henry like they always do, and they limp to the playoffs. But um, mm-hmm. I, I think they finished second in this division. Yeah, and, and we forgot Actually, to no, mention I'm DeAndre gonna Hopkins. I'm going to say I'm, – I'm, I'm going to say – Oh yeah, and oh yeah, I honestly forgot they signed them. But I, I probably forgot because I don't know who's gonna get them the ball. Um, yeah, but I'll exactly. say I'm, I'm gonna take back what I said about the Titans finish second for later because we'll go through the other teams. The other teams are exciting too. It's a good season of football, man. A lot of these teams are like invigorated with young, good talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and speaking of young talent, uh, the Indianapolis Colts—they are uh, current over under is six and a half. Best case scenario is Anthony Richardson is dynamic. He's exciting, and he revitalizes this offense. Uh, Jonathan Taylor comes back after four weeks, and uh, they form you know a great rushing attack with those two guys. And Michael Pittman gets the ball and all that stuff. And and on defense, you know they have some blue chippers, um, DeForest Buckner, Shaquille Leonard, etc. They they stay competitive. Worst case scenario is Anthony Richardson has you know, a typical rookie quarterback season with a lot of mistakes. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of experience as a starting quarterback and he just isn't good enough to keep them competitive. And they just, I think, you know, end up probably back in the top five. Uh, which way are you leaning for this team? Um, man, dude. So I'm actually excited for this team. Excuse me. Um, I'm excited to see Anthony Richardson because, in my opinion, in college, his his biggest flaw was his accuracy. Dude, kid oozes potential. He's got the talent. He's got the he can run. He's got a, a fucking absolute rifle of an arm. Uh, like it, it's crazy. So, and they got a young a lot of young talent on that team. But I, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, interesting and fun to see um, that team play. Um, I, I'm just we'll, we'll get to the Texans first before I make like a final assumption because this. Like I said, young talent yeah, losing all you. over the NFL this year. <laughs> yeah, I I loved Anthony Richardson. I mean, like you said, his accuracy, some of that was mechanics. A lot of people talked about just, you know, fixing his footwork and that kind of stuff. People are excited about him working with um, uh, Shane Steichen, the former Eagles offense coordinator. They think he can do uh, for Richardson what he did for Jalen Hurts. But, of course, that was in, you know, year two, year three of, of Jalen Hurts. So it's a little bit of a different situation. I'm leaning towards – they're fun and exciting, but he's a young, inexperienced quarterback that yet. makes a lot of yeah, that makes a lot of mistakes. And you know, they like yeah. I said, they have a lot of blue chippers on defense. You know, Shaquille Leonard, uh, what's his name, uh, Zaire Franklin, all these guys. So they have the talent on defense, but I just I think they're in for you know another again, like I said, top five type season, you know, top five in the draft type season. Um, last, maybe least. We'll see in the AFC, uh, the Houston Texans, their over under is five and a half. Uh, best case scenario is CJ Stroud, uh, who was, you know, projected to be the most pro ready quarterback of the, the, this class, uh, looks pro ready and he doesn't have too many weapons, but he has a pretty good running back in Damian Pierce and he takes some steps forward. He becomes, you know, a competent NFL quarterback at the very least, uh, on defense, 
They have, you know, D'Amico Ryan's running the show as their head coach, and he's able to revitalize this defense and bring some attitude and toughness uh, to a team that, you know, usually has pretty good defenses. They've had some some pretty good units, uh, you know, with J.J. Watt and th- things back in the day. But worst case scenario is C.J. Stroud is not who we thought he was, or at least he's not in his rookie season, which is expected uh, because he doesn't have too many weapons. And then the defense is just not very good. And that's fine because again, it's uh, they're you know uh, they had almost the number one pick in the draft last year, so it's understandable that it'll take some time to rebuild. So, which way are you leaning for the Houston Texans? So, um, D'Amico Ryan's coming from that Forty ers coaching tree and that, that Shanahan coaching tree. Um, I, I think this defense is going to be better than a lot of people expect, uh, especially. Like I, I think Houston had one of the more impressive drafts this year. So not only did they take C.J. Stroud, but they traded back up to number three to draft Will Anderson, who's an absolute dog. Um, so this team, I, I think they kind of fall in the category with the Colts. They're going to be fun to watch. And uh, depending on the development of um, C.J. Stroud, they're either going to be fun to watch and but like be bottom dwellers and have a top five draft pick, or he's just going to, they're going to have a ball. They'll probably have like eight to nine wins in this first year. Uh, I, I'd be really impressed if they had more than that. But I, me personally, you know, I'm, I'm biased, but I, I personally thought Bryce Young was the more pro-ready quarterback. But I just think C.J. Stroud has the bigger potential and obviously the size of the cannon. He has the higher ceiling for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I, honestly, I think the best case scenario for them is to be competitive, but not to win too many games. <laughs> so similar to yeah, the, the Bears last year. Exactly, exactly. So you want them, you know, to be in every game, but maybe end up with like, you know, five, six wins, four wins, something like that, just so they're in the mix. You yeah, want CJ Stroud to stay healthy. Exactly, yeah. So yeah, guys, they are going to be – I am interested to watch, of course, CJ Stroud um, and Will Anderson. So it's one of those teams I'm going to like bookmark as one, you know, one to watch, like check out yeah. the highlights and stuff, especially 100%. after the fact, because I don't, I don't think they have too many primetime games. So we won't, and I'm a red zone guy. So I don't think you'll nah, be able to see too yet. much of them. They're not there yet. No. Yeah. So it'll, it'll be fun to watch. I like D'Amico Ryans. He's a great coordinator. You know, if I, I was hoping the, you know, the Raiders would, would take a look at him when he was available uh, a couple of years back, I think he passed on some head coaching jobs to stay in San Francisco. So, anyway, who is your or give me your order for this division? Um, what's going on? I already forgot who is in the division. <laughs> um, okay, so obviously I'm gonna go with Jacksonville at number one. Like I said originally, uh, I'll go with Tennessee number two. And honestly. Like I, I can't definitively, definitively tell you who's going to finish third and fourth between those two teams. I think there's going to be exciting teams that are just not there yet, and they're both going to have mm-hmm. low, low number wins. Like, but I just I put Texans there because I, I like Will Anderson mm-hmm. better, so I would be a little biased. But it's, it's really a toss up between those two two teams who finished last. Yeah, I'll go Jacksonville, Tennessee, um, Houston. I think because. Uh, I'm sorry, Indianapolis, because I think they have more talent on defense and they have a little more veterans, blue veteran mm-hmm. presence on defense. Blue um, chippers. Yeah, blue chippers. And then the Texans last. But again, like you said, it's going to be a, a bit of a toss up. Um, so, yeah, th- this was fun. Thanks for coming on, Kuz. Uh, we appreciate your uh, bold takes 
and your opinions. I know you're you know, I, going. I have one, yeah, go ahead. I have one, one more thing. if you let me. Yes, please. All right. So I'm predicting that by the trade deadline this year, one of Mike Evans or Devontae Adams will be a Jet. Uh, well, for my sake, I'm hoping it's Mike Evans. <laughs> I'll say that. Uh, yeah. So, again, right. thanks for coming on. I mean, appreciate look, yeah. you guys listening. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm so yeah, glad so- to be back on a podcast. So, holla at your boy, fellas and ladies. Yeah, we'll do this again sometime for sure. Um, so, again, yeah, thank you for coming on. Thank you guys for rocking with us. Make sure to check us out on all the major social media platforms at 4040 Vision Pod. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, And of course, make sure to leave us a review and subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. Thanks, y'all.